This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This segment is brought to you by the Zuckerberg Institute. You're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Welcome back to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, where I'm coming to you live, not from our headquarters in New York City, from my home, uh, along with millions of other Americans who are still observing shelter in place. Uh, we've had a great show already today and uh, all about telemedicine, telehealth. We started the show with Ann Mon Johnson giving the lay of the land of telemedicine, what it, it's looked like. We spoke with Dr. Sherry Flowers about what it's like to be a healthcare professional pivoting into telemedicine right now because of this pandemic. And now this next part of our show, we're going to be focused on how digital health and telehealth can really be used to be proactive about your health instead of reactive. We're all in this time where we're now kind of having these gut reactions to what's going on with our health. But how can we take that more seriously for the long term and make permanent changes there? I'm so thrilled to introduce Dr. Robin Burson, the founder and CEO of Parsley Health. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thrilled to have you. Uh, Dr. Burson founded Parsley Health in order to make whole body transformative medicine accessible to everyone through better services and smart technology. Uh, Robin, maybe you can take us through a little bit um, of what what's your home setup right now so we can paint the picture for our listeners. <laughs> well, as, as many of us are, I'm working from home, uh, feeling privileged to be able to do so, but uh, I'm working... Uh, out of my bedroom right now. So I'm on the couch in my bedroom, uh, looking out the window, talking to you because my uh, husband has commandeered as his office, the only other room with a door. So we are doing our best. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know what, I, I feel that very deeply that that seems very similar to our household here. Um, Maybe you can take us through your journey a little bit because, uh, I mean, you have an incredible background as a doctor and now as a health and technology founder. Um, what Maybe you can take us through that a little bit and what that's been like. Yeah. So, you know, I went to medical school already knowing that I was interested in public health and chronic disease and uh, prevention, holistic medicine, primary care, uh, which made me kind of an odd duck. I went to Columbia Medical School where like it felt like everybody wanted to be a cardiac surgeon and I was this, you know, weirdo interested in, in primary care and public health. But um, those are the things that I was really passionate about. Uh, along the way, I got bit a bit by the, the tech bug and co-founded another healthcare startup for communication in hospitals. And then just sort of pulled all those things together when I started Parsley Health. And Parsley Health was really brought out of my recognition and my training that the way that we do primary care in this country is a little bit broken, that we've gotten really good at acute care. We're really good when you say, I have a symptom, I have a problem right now, um, you know, and we'll manage that with medications or we'll refer you to a specialist. But these 15-minute visits have become something of a revolving door and people weren't getting better in a world where 90% of our healthcare costs are due to chronic lifestyle-driven diseases, things like diabetes, heart disease, obesity, um, depression, hormone imbalances, GI issues, 
autoimmune conditions. These are all things that we're effectively eating, living, and moving our way into. They're chronic. And by the time that you have a, a symptom of one of these things, it's too late. And so I recognized that we needed a new approach to medicine, one truly designed to go beyond what primary care has become in this country, to go deeper, and to examine and proactively look at the underlying factors, the test results that show us how your body's functioning today so that we can alter your trajectory for how your body functions tomorrow. I, I think that's fantastic. And that's definitely been a trend across this entire show of the need to uh, be more proactive about our health rather than just reactive when crisis hits. Um, Dr. Burson, what is Parsley Health? And uh, maybe you can talk us through a little bit about some of your vision around healthcare and what that should look like. Uh, yeah. So Parsley Health is, uh, we're an online medical practice. We also have in-person locations in New York, LA, and San Francisco, and we're nearly nationwide online offering telemedicine. Um, we were doing that before COVID-19. So for us, it wasn't wasn't a pivot. It wasn't something new. Um, even for our in-person clinics, uh, the majority of our care was actually already over video because that was just the way that people uh, used our service. We were always agnostic between in-person and online because the way of the world today is FaceTime and Zoom and, <laughs> and you know, people who were like three blocks away in New York City were uh, doing a video visit because it, it fit into their day, right? So we we were already designed for that. Um, but what makes us different than a regular medical practice is that the whole uh, program is designed to optimize health and reverse chronic disease. And so what that means is, yes, we will handle your colds and flus, and certainly we are managing our um, COVID-19 for in our, our member base of thousands and thousands of members, but we're, we're proactively going deeper from day one, and we do that through longer visits. So our average visit length is almost an hour. Um, with the doctor, we include health coaching as part of our program so that we can help you make changes. We do an in-depth medical evaluation that looks at far more data points than a regular doctor looks at. So we're looking at what you're eating, how you're moving, your relationships, how you manage stress. Are you happy and do you have meaning and purpose in your life? Um, we go all the way back to childhood, to the conditions you had as a kid, even were you born C-section or not, were you breastfed or not. And we put together this very in-depth picture of who you are. And that helps us understand you as a whole person because whatever you're dealing with right now, whether it's a migraine or high blood pressure or bloating or an autoimmune condition, infertility, none of these things happened yesterday. They are the sum of the life that you've been leading and the genetics that you have. And so we look at all of that and then we pair with that in-depth diagnostic testing. So things like genetics and hormones and toxins and inflammatory markers, even the microbiome. And so we're putting together this much more in-depth evaluation between the tests that we run, the questions that we ask. And then from there, we work with you over time with our longer visits, with our health coaches in a program that includes drugs and procedures and referrals to specialists and all that good stuff. But that also includes a nutrition plan, a plan for sleep, fitness, supplements, mental health, because we know that when we bring those things, the social determinants of health, again, what you eat, how you move, your relationships, how you manage stress, we know that we have to move those things onto the prescription path, that when they're sort of off to the side and somebody else's problem, that all we have in medicine has been prescription drugs and, and procedures. And what we know is that for these chronic illnesses, that's not enough. Hmm. Do you... Uh 
I'm, I mean, it's so fascinating to, to think about medicine this way as almost a story of your life. Uh, I feel like we've been so trained to think about it as, as a list of symptoms that you could Google or, um, versus as, as kind of a comprehensive detailed story. Do you find that you have to do a lot of kind of educating of patients to get them to think that way and, and retraining of, of our minds and how we think about healthcare or, or people, yeah. um, or they come to you because they, they're like, they're on their left last leg uh, with other medicine? You know, it, it, it's really all of the above. We have people coming to us who have a diagnosed chronic illness. Again, it could be anything from anxiety to Crohn's disease to just high blood pressure, um, depression, any of these things. But it's, you know, a diagnosed, meaning a doctor somewhere somehow has said you have this thing. Um, other people come to us because they don't have a diagnosis, but they have chronic symptoms. And a lot of people are living with not a disease per se, but even the healthiest person, right, has symptoms. It could be bloating, it could be breakouts, it could be headaches, it could be allergies, um, things that they're just living with and kind of managing their on their own and trying to figure out. And then we have people who are super healthy. Uh, they might have, like, read a lot of Tim Ferriss and be ready for that keto diet or they're just <laughs> optimizing in some way. Um, the, the proverbial, you know, person who's into fasting. Um, and we love that, too. We work with those folks. But you know, it really, it's really all comers. Um, but the way that we've been trained in our culture to think about medicine is wait until the wheels fall off the wagon. And that misses the fact that this body is the only vehicle you'll have for life. And so you got to take care of it. If you only did to your car what your car insurance paid for, your car wouldn't exactly be running right now. And so in a world where, um, you know, COVID-19 being uh, aside, which is an infectious disease, in a world where most of our illness is chronic lifestyle-driven diseases. We have to be a lot more proactive, and we can't wait until you're symptomatic um, to start addressing. Or if you are symptomatic, we need to go deeper. And even with COVID-19, you know, beyond age, the thing that makes COVID-19 so dangerous is that we have a population in which 60%, 6 out of 10 American adults have at least one chronic condition, and that's diagnosed. That doesn't count all the people who have stuff that we haven't you know, looked under the hood and seen. And so we really, as a country, as a world, but especially as a country where we've let these kind of diseases run rampant, where primary care is very acute, it's very 15-minute visits, you're out the door with a stack of prescriptions, um, you know, that's not going to solve our underlying problems. We have to change the way that you're living, what you're putting in your mouth every day, because these are the things that are driving most chronic illness. And, you know, as a physician and myself, and I, I partially help, I see patients um, one one day a week still, and um, it's, it's awesome because I we see everything, right? But I see it in my patients all the time. I have a woman with 10 years of migraines on daily medications to suppress her migraines. Um, no one had asked her what she was eating and drinking every day. She was drinking 40 ounces of coffee a day. Um, eating wow. a ton of sugar. When we weaned her off of t those two things, shockingly, you know, and she had been to the New York Headache Center. She was on Botox. She had been, she was on three chronic daily medications and still having migraines. When we got her off of those two things, her migraines were down to twice a month. So basically um, you're saying that the, my entire diet while I'm in quarantine is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's called you survival. Know, a pass for survival mode for the first three weeks and now it's like all right everybody we got to come out of this stronger than we went in like yes you're like, the, no more no more breakfast pringles 
Yeah, it's not helping your immune system. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who's just joining us, you're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on Business Radio Sirius XM 132. I'm thrilled to have on the show Dr. Robin Burzen, the founder and CEO of Parsley Health. Dr. Burzen founded Parsley Health to make whole body transformative medicine accessible to everyone. Uh, Dr. Burson, I also want to talk to you a little bit about mental health during this time. You recently wrote a piece about coping with anxiety and loneliness during the coronavirus crisis. And I know even before this crisis, um, there were so many articles saying that loneliness was the biggest public health crisis of our time. So what, what's going on right now? How can we cope? Yeah, so we are we are more connected than ever, but what that means is that there's just this constant news cycle, um, you know, and we're feeding off of that, um, and we're addicted to it. Our cell phones are addictive. They have shown that likes and the constant influx of, of information through our phones is actually triggers a dopamine rush in the brain, much the way um, cocaine or sugar or addictive drugs do, right? So... Um, this is real. This is a biological phenomenon. It's also been shown that these devices, while they're incredibly important and, and helpful in our lives in many ways, um, they're actually deplete, depleting gray matter in the brain. So they're interrupting the way that we think. And with all of that, in some ways, we're lonelier than ever. The former U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Murphy, um, has talked about this a lot, just the, the isolation of many people. It has become very much an I culture, not a we culture. And so in all of that, you know, we kind of learn to, to tie our shoes and brush our teeth as kids. We don't learn how to self-soothe, how to meditate, how to take care of our emotional health. Many of us are not brought up with that language. I certainly wasn't. Um, and and so part of what we do at Parsley Health is we understand that mental health and emotional health and physical health are not separate. If you're anxious and that's leading to emotional eating or destructive behaviors um, or drinking too much alcohol or any of the things that we've sort of societally been taught to use to cope with our emotions, um, that's going to impact your health. Um, we also know that stress, particularly chronic stress um, and high levels of stress are the, the, the top trigger for flares of chronic illness. It's a top trigger for flares of autoimmune disease, for GI issues, um, for hormone issues, right? So all of these other things that we're dealing with, stress causes blood sugar problems, Um so it's all interrelated. And unfortunately, our healthcare system kind of puts them in separate buckets. And so mental health is over here, not my problem. And, you know, I deal with just your GI tract. And the reality is our bodies are an ecosystem and it's all connected. So partially what we do is a mental health evaluation in, in, in addition to everything else. And then the, some of the things that we all can do right now, um, it comes down to a few things, sitting um, sleeping, sugar. Um, so first of all, if you're sitting all day, you're not moving, you got to get up, you got to get moving, you got to do those jump squats, you got to go for a walk because exercise is actually one of the, it goes head to head versus certain antidepressants and research. Um, the next thing we got to do in terms of stress is find a way to breathe or meditate. So we teach meditation practices at Parsley and we prescribe meditation about 10x more than medication. Um, Again, we do prescribe drugs, but everyone universally needs the ability to just learn a simple breathing practice to soothe their nervous system and get out of fight or flight mode. Um, And then, you know, looking at your diet, sugar is inflammatory. And most of us are living on, uh, you know, refined carbohydrates, cookies, breads, pastas, crackers, stuff that comes out of a bag and you can pop open, didn't grow out of the ground. These are all refined flours, refined sugars. And they have been shown to cause inflammation in the body, including inflammation in our brains, 
which is linked to anxiety and depression. So getting those foods largely, doesn't have to be perfect, um, but largely out of your diet are three of the things we can do. And then also limiting social media and limiting just the total screen time. Like social media can be awesome because it's how you connect with people. But if you're on it for hours and hours and hours in a day, that has been shown to be detrimental to your mental health. Mm, absolutely. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier that you, you you were doing telemedicine before it was cool. The, my words, not yours. Um, <laughs> but but you did. I mean, you did have to pivot to. I mean, to really react to the current pandemic. Are you um, are you guys offering? Uh, COVID and antibody testing? What, you know, what kind of last minute things did you have to change about your business? Yeah. So we definitely had to um, gear up and act very, very quickly. So, you know, first of all, we have three physical locations in three cities and those cities are all under shelter in place. So again, luckily um, more than half of our care for members of those medical practices was already over video. So we were able to as I say, like lift the practices into the cloud overnight and just make them 100% remote um, for the time being until we open them again. Um, And so that was not new behavior for our doctors or our health coaches or our patients. So that was great, but still took a lift for sure. Um, And then we had just launched um, some of our national telemedicine services. So for those members across the country who were already remote to us, you know, sort of it was nothing changed. Um, But when it came to operationalizing our entire clinical services around COVID-19, we did a lot. So we immediately recognized we had to develop an internal task force because the information was coming so quickly and changing so much day over day over day, coming from the FDA, the CDC, the WHO. And just to make sure, and all doctors, I know um, my colleagues in specialties and across the country, in Parsley, outside of Parsley, have faced this, right? Like as doctors, we like to know the right answer all the time, like 100% of the time, even though it's not realistic to ever know the answer 100% of the time, but to just keep up with all of the new information as we were learning about this disease as a population in real time, um, it took a real So We developed an internal task force. Uh, we developed ro- uh, workflows internally to make sure every single day we had an expert physician um, manning our online messaging service who was uh, triaging every single COVID or possibly related COVID inquiry or issue, and then making sure that those patients were responded to immediately. Um, we developed an internal protocol. So we have a very specific supplement protocol and medication protocol to help anyone who's dealing with COVID or either suspected because they haven't been able to get testing based on where they are, or they know they have it, um, what to take to help your body fight it off. There's very specific supplements, medications, other things that you can do. Um, and then in terms of testing have just been either helping our members wherever they are across the country, find local testing, um, for the nasal swabs. And then most recently we launched antibody testing to our members specifically in California. Um, and we're working on rolling that out across the country. So just, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm, I know it's a lot. I'm sure. I mean, that was uh, going to be my next question. It's almost like, what, it, what is it like to be part of kind of the essential workforce uh, of America right now? And, and what are you, uh, you know, how are you thinking, even though you are personally working from, from home, you have doctors who are on the front lines as part of your business. Um, how, you know, how do you really think about keeping everyone safe while maintaining these practices? 
Yeah, I mean, it's such an evolving question. We were so fortunate and lucky, again, that so much of our of our medicine, our evaluation, our prescriptions, our approach to health can be done remotely. And so, um, you know, it was a, a hard decision to, to mostly close our centers but um, temporarily, but it was the right thing to do to, to protect our staff and also to make sure that um, we weren't sending um, members out into the world um, against, you know, shelter-in-place recommendations um, if we didn't need to. So, um, first of all, it's just it's a huge responsibility. Um, it's all about staying on top of the, of the information. And we we are trusted translators at Bursley, so we do a lot of content. It's all physician-authored, um, fact-checked, just first of all being a source of correct information as part of what we see as our social responsibility because we do um, have a large member base and a large following and a pretty big group of providers. Um, the next one is keeping everybody supported and on the same page. Uh, and then as we as we move into the next phase of, of this, and it looks like maybe in the coming weeks, um, in certain parts of the country we will be, and ultimately everywhere we will be, it's really just staying on the front lines of understanding what can we do to get testing out there. Because that, you know, a vaccine is a ways off. Um, we can't wait for a vaccine to heal. Um, and so the two things that we know that we can do to help um, as, a, as an organization are one, um, to do everything in our power to get uh, antibody testing out there as the labs get approved to do that. And then also to help people address these chronic and underlying issues that make them at higher risk um, of getting sick from COVID. Because if we can keep people healthy at home, then we're not overwhelming our healthcare system. Um, people are going to be able to be stronger, recover faster, recover at home. Um, and we as an organization have a lot we can do to help people do that. I think it's fantastic. In our final moments together, do you think healthcare will be transformed for good because of this pandemic? You know, I think that, and I hope, and I think that that will be one of the silver linings. You know, I read an article the other day about the UK and it said something like, you know, 10 years in the making and transformation overnight when it came to telemedicine. There's been a lot of resistance to telemedicine. It, it was new for certain for people just to get used to either providers or for patients um there was also you know the health insurance community has not they've they've paid less for telemedicine so they've asked actively disincentivized um medicine to meet you where you are and that doesn't work we have a population in rural areas um, distributed across this country that can't always get into a major medical center um, we can deliver this care remotely. We've proven that. And our payer system, our health insurance system, frankly, needs to get with the program, needs to catch up, needs to recognize that we need to make care available to everywhere, ever, everyone everywhere to give a level playing field for health um, to often the neediest populations. We can't only be available with the best medical care with major hospital systems in major cities. That just doesn't work. Um, and I hope that out of this, not only will we be inevitably um, better prepared for another pandemic, and which hopefully we'll never need, but that the system itself will will shift, will modernize, um, and we'll start meeting people where they are. We'll start addressing some of the underlying health, chronic health conditions that really drive our vulnerability, um, and then we'll start using technology to really transform the way we offer care. Thank you so much, Dr. Robin Burzen. Where can people learn more about Parsley Health and connect with you? 
Well, definitely come to our site, parsleyhelp.com, um, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at parsleyhelp. And we have an amazing newsletter, um, an incredible full physician author guide to COVID-19. Um, and you can go to parsleyhelp.com slash COVID-19 for that. Um, and so just follow us in our newsletter. We send out a lot of great information and videos and articles for free. Um, and sign up for Parsley Health. We're in um, nearly 50 states. Wonderful. Thank you so much. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.